In the following live session recording, Lauren Sullins, children's equipper with Georgia Baptist Women, leads the session on creating experiences for girls to discover their story in Christ. Each girl's story is strengthened through a close relationship in Christ. The listener will learn how a missions focus through Girls in Action and Kids Ministry can develop her to grow in Him and help her discover how to live for Him in her community and beyond. Let's join Lauren now. So the thing being storytellers uh, works really well for me because we do, we are readers. I recently saw a meme that said, find someone who loves you the way a homeschooler loves the library. And that's very uh, fitting for our family because we do love to read, we read a lot. And my children found this book, Stories About Boys and Girls, and thought that it would be perfect for sharing a story or two about people that I know. Once upon a time, there was a little girl with brown cheeks and great big blue eyes. Her name was Louise Soldier. Louise grew up in the community of Holly Springs, Spartanburg County, South Carolina. When Louise was very young, her mother passed away. With three children to raise, Louise's father quickly remarried. Her family did not attend church, but there was a family with a sensitive heart for Louise and her siblings. They came by a wagon, so I'll tell you how old this story about Louise is. They came by a wagon to pick up the children and take them along to Holly Springs Baptist Church. Because this family decided to bring some others along with them, Louise became a son man. Yet another record of how old the story is, or hint at how old the story is, because Sunbeam was before Mission Springs. And it was at Holly Springs that Louise became a Christian. And at 17, Louise married Fred Sullivan. So now I'll tell you that her story intertwines with my own. Fred was lost, but they had a happy marriage. 1 Peter 3 1 says, Likewise, women be subject to your own husband so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. And that's exactly what Louise did. Fred drove Louise and their children to church, but he sat in the car. With no air conditioning, the windows were raised on the sanctuary. He could hear the preaching. Louise fixed down for breakfast, but no one could eat until she read from the Bible. And she cooked well enough that he didn't mind waiting on that. After 20 years of marriage, Fred became a Christian. And so my husband's family's heritage of faith began because of that family who picked up Louise and her siblings and took them to church. Here's where it'd be appropriate to say the end, but Psalm 103.17 says, But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is toward those who fear him, and his righteousness toward the grandchildren of those who keep his covenants, who remember to observe his precepts. Six of Fred and Louise's seven children became Christians who bore fruit, and three of their four Sullen's grandsons are in ministry, one of them being my husband, who's a pastor, and one of their granddaughters is married to a pastor, although he is Presbyterian, but we don't hold him against him. <laughs> we love him just the same. I share that story because investing in children can change generations. It's not just the lives. We do know that it's 
very important to reach parents so that they can be the spiritual leaders for their home. They're most likely the ones to make disciples of those connected. And you can invest in children, and it can change the whole trajectory of many generations. And here are Louise's great grandchildren, some of them. I counted up, and I think she's 22 or 23 great grandchildren at this point. Um, she never met any of them that I have been raising. But this little girl right here, Lottie, she looks just like Louise. It's so strange. Um, Greeting Sullen, she was a short, tiny woman. She never hit five foot, and she had those super round cheeks and big eyes. And the mannerisms that my Lottie has are even just like her. It's crazy. Um, my husband, this is Clint, this is May, Cora, Lottie, Gage, and Jolie. My story is different from Louise's. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my mom was my GA leader for part of the years that I was growing up, and my dad was a deacon. They read Bible stories to me. They were faithful to teach me and train me. My dad taught me about tithing. It was always, to me, he did a beautiful job with it, and it made perfect sense. He laid out a dollar and divided it up in dimes, set aside one dime and said, that's your tithe, that's all the Lord asked me to give him. And I remember being, I was six years old, remember being all, but that's all? I get to keep the other 90 cents. I just, it was great. Uh, but they they were faithful in raising me uh, love the Lord and to, to be in church, and that's not my heart being changed. It was actually the evangelism of another child, another deacon's daughter, that led me to the Lord. My my dad and her dad were at Jamie's other little girl. They were in a deacon's meeting, and for whatever reason, I didn't go home with my mom. I stayed the deacon's meeting time, and Jamie and I were playing. I was seven, and she was eight, and she shared with me how she became a Christian. And that, I mean, it was like the scales fell from my eyes, and I knew, yes, I, I need to do that too. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to live for Him. And uh, so child-to-child evangelism works too. So in the things I'm going to be talking about, you may be investing in the lives of children who are not from Christian homes. And then you may also be training children who are going to share their story so that others can in their relationship with them. So that's where it all began. I can tell you what God's done. He's done lots of great things in my life. Um, I, I knew whenever I was growing up, I wanted to be just like my pastor's wife who ended up being my act team's leader. Uh, she was a wonderful type of woman to me, still is, though I don't see her whenever I'm having a hard pastor's wife day, I send her uh, a message and, and um, she's encouraging to me. But she took me on a, an act team's activators mission trip to Richmond, Virginia. And it was so great. That was my first mission trip and a wonderful experience. But that summer, God began to lay on my heart. He was going to have me in ministry in some way. And I didn't know what that meant. I could have been a Sunday school teacher. I could have gone overseas. And sometimes I say that to the Lord. I mean, I'd go anywhere for you, Lord. And he wants me to be here in Georgia. Um, but when I was 17, I met my husband who was called in ministry. And it, it's called to preach. And so that was affirming further that um, I was going to marry this man and support him in his ministry. Uh, right off the bat, we were married a week and then we joined the church uh, 
that we began our, in the town where we began our lives together. And uh, they immediately wanted to make him a deacon and they made me the WU director. I was 21 years old. So it was a very sweet church that uh, was patient with us. Um, I taught them how to share the gospel. I had no, I had grown up in WU. Every Titus II woman that had ever been part of my life was a WU uh, leader. So I have a hard time separating being a Christian woman sometimes from being in WMU. Um, I see them very much going hand in hand, but uh, all I knew, I didn't know anything about the materials. I just taught them how to share the gospel. So we did training on that, that whole year. Um, but since that time, we were church planners through the North American Mission Board and the Kentucky Baptist Convention, working in Eastern Kentucky. We uh, worked uh, on four church plants Two of those were really successful, and one of them, in particular, is near and dear at heart, Horton Black Community Baptist Church. Now, Clarkston has the North American Mission Board is coming. They they train people. They come to Clarkston and learn how to witness to, and work with refugees. They do that same thing in the part of the state where we're working in Kentucky and Ashland. You can go get training on how to work with um, very poor and really destitute people. But God led us to do that, and then he brought us to Georgia. I never had it on our radar, but we, we have sand in our shoes. We, we love South Georgia. Um, and I have served as a GA leader for 10 years now. So that that's the most pressing things, I guess, to know about me, about how I got here and how God has worked my story. I want to know a little bit about y'all. I've heard some. Um, is anybody a GA leader? Okay. Um, you're a youth minister's wife. Okay. What What has God got you doing? I don't know yet. I wrote yeah. TBD because I'm just back from Georgia. So yeah. But my fiance is uh, very involved. Okay, great. What do you do? I am the Women on Missions Director. Okay. I am, I teach preschooler Sunday school, teach cubbies in Awana, which is preschool, mm -hmm. and during the summer when we don't have Awana, I do mission. Oh, great. That's good. It's a good way to incorporate it still. I like that. Okay. Um, does anybody homeschool or no homeschoolers? But probably know some homeschoolers if you think part about it. Um, because there are ways to incorporate this into a homeschool setting too. Um, okay, so while we're talking about creating experiences for girls to discover their story in Christ, I'm going to break it down and I give everybody a paper. I'm breaking it down into weekly. Oh, okay. Weekly. I'll give you one here. Weekly, monthly, and yearly experiences, and then some personal experiences. Uh, I really like teaching girls in action or children in action uh, because there is a proven track record. It's over 100 years old. Uh, it's actually, to be very specific, 106 years old. It was started in 1913. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's old. It has changed and evolved over time. It has changed to meet the needs of people now. We use technology. Uh, clearly, this is not old. I mean, this is what families look like today. These are our missionaries today, how they look. 
Um, but I think sometimes people get the idea that WMU and its organizations are old. But we've changed. It's old in that we have experience. Um, I like to teach girls in action or children in action or RAs if, if you have royal ambassadors because they're multiplying discipleship tools. It keeps going on. You're teaching them how to be evangelistic. It's more than scripture is all that we need. But we provide the tools that they can then share what they're learning with others. And I'll, I'll give you some more stories from our book later and show you some examples of that. But God calls children into full-time ministry and missions. He, he's used to train lay leaders who believe in fulfilling the Great Commission through the cooperative program. And that's the other reason I really I want to make sure that we're teaching the next generation how the cooperative program works. Um, it has certainly supported my family, uh, took care of us whenever we worked with NAM. Uh, but it's how we get to be involved in the great big world that God has given us and not just our area right here. And I don't know the sizes of your churches, but small churches have as much influence in the world by being a part of the corporate program giving that way. Okay, so organization. So I have teaching underneath weekly experiences just so that my uh, blanks there are making sense. Teaching GAs or Girls in Action or Children in Action is the way that I like to weekly give them an experience and it's been in existence for 100 years. There's a few ways you can organize it or you can use it in whatever you're doing right now. One way, you can have small little groups, you know, as few as two or three or as many as 25, which is huge, but it's possible. Um, any size of a traditional group needs at least two adults, of course, and you can do first through sixth grade together you can split them up. There have been seasons where we've had uh, two classes, a first through third and a fourth through sixth. Some churches, when they get really big, they even go by each grade. Uh, but most of the time, we keep all of ours together. And you, uh, you really want to aim for like a max of 15. If they're older, then you might go over 20. But people and some conversations based on what I had last week feel discouraged when they say, well, we only just got a few. Don't be discouraged by that because you have an opportunity to really pour into those children that you've got and really do a good job discipling them. And it can be done in any kind of location. It can be Sunday night if you're already doing something else on Wednesday night. Sometimes uh, discipleship programs, as we've known in the past, have faded away. You can do that on a Sunday night. You can do Wednesday night church. You can have it in your home. If you don't have missions education going on in your church right now, but you feel a strong conviction to have it, have it at your home, or like I say, in homeschool curriculum, um, or some people do it as a co-op. If you don't have children um, that you homeschool yourself, but you maybe have free time, there are many co-ops that are they're all the time looking for people who are willing to teach a class, and you could do that kind of thing. Okay, but if you do, there are three curriculum must-haves. Now, I and I don't know what your plans are if you are wanting to teach GA, but I'm gonna mention just in case that you have it in mind. There's a GA Leader Magazine, so every teacher would need that. And then there's Children in Action if you do that route. If you do GA Leader Magazine and you're teaching GAs, then you also need GA World for each of your girls. Or if money's tight for your church, 
then get one for each family. There was a time that I was teaching five girls from one family. So at the end of a quarter, I would send one magazine home with that family. Um, if you're teaching children in action though, you don't get a magazine. Everything you need is inside of this and you make copies for what you need. So that's two pieces. And then the third piece is the GA Leader Kit. And it has all of your posters of the missionaries and activities that you do. At the beginning of the year, they have a chart for your attendance, which is neat to keep up with. I don't, I just keep mine in my book, so it's not like you have to use every piece of curriculum to get. And you can't follow the curriculum to get. There we go. And then there's also, at the beginning of the year, all these badges that the girls can earn for various things. We'll talk more about how you can do that later. And then I have this great big star sunburst. It's just an extra thing. It's not something that you have to have. And in fact, if you're just getting started, you just want to stick with those things. But I like to do GA journey too. And if you do children in action instead, they have missions expedition. But we'll, we'll talk about the logistics of that later. So, there are four main parts of a traditional GA lesson. And I'll say too, if you were doing this in a homeschool setting, just in case maybe y'all need to know this, you would not have to have the kit. You could get by with it, finding, figuring out what you need to do on your own and looking things up online to find the missionaries' pictures. But a GA World magazine, then the GA Lear magazine is a for that. Um, but there are four main parts of every traditional GA lesson. There's the opening. These are just kind of the activities that you do to introduce everybody to the topic and nobody's gonna miss the main points of anything. But it says the kids are trickling in because you usually have somebody running late. The second part is the story. And in that story, the first week is the Bible story. And people sometimes think that they need to uh, move away from mission of education because we don't do enough Bible teaching. Uh, it's really, we do it the first week, that's what we focus on, and then the other three weeks, you refer back to that. You're talking about the Bible verse that you're memorizing, you're referring uh, to how the missionary may be like the Bible character that you learned about. So that's the first week, and then the second and third weeks, you focus on missions. And then that third part is experience, and you're just taking it a little bit further. Uh, you may be memorizing the Bible verse. There's a couple of options that you get to choose from there, or you might do them all. And the fourth is the closing, and that's prayer time and closing game. Now that prayer time is more than just praying, although you do want to talk to your girls about what's on their heart and pray for them, whatever they have going on in their life. But we look at the missionary kid for that week and we pray for them. Don't skip that. It's really uh, been important to me. I, I served at Camp Levita, which is in South Carolina. It is South Carolina's version of Camp Pinnacle. Camp Pinnacle's been in existence longer. And uh, I really learned a lot that summer. And one of the experiences I had 
was a missionary sharing about his wife who's, who had a surgery scheduled on her birthday. He said, I am so sorry that you've got that surgery scheduled. That's an unpleasant thing for your birthday. And she said, no, no, no. Southern Baptists everywhere are going to be praying for me. So it's important for us to just go ahead and show the kids we are affecting what's happening around the world. God asks us to be involved in our giving and in our going, but also in our praying. And so you, you have the opportunity to help those missionaries out. Sometimes are scheduling important evangelistic meetings where they are going to be intentional on their birthday. Missionary kids, are you might not be praying for them on their birthday, but it can certainly, they know they're being prayed for that month. So don't skip that, whatever happens. I always make sure I save at least my last five minutes to not skip that, whatever happens. And um, and then like a closing activity is, uh, again, fun. They're not gonna miss out on anything as parents are coming and getting the kids. So we're gonna do a little lesson. Y'all get to be my little GAs. So there's gonna be some participation involved, some getting up. This month, we have been learning about missionaries in Chicago. Chicago is known as the what? You know the name, the nickname for Chicago? The Windy City. So we're gonna make a little bit of wind. And I need y'all to break up into two teams. Just two of you here and two of you here. I'm gonna move the chair over to play this one. Play last week and then play yeah. even. Yeah. Sorry, I really don't know which one. 
Hard shot. I think it was a tie. The cocktails got mixed up. Who knows? That was fun. Way to go. Thank you, ladies. So we do get up and get active for the kids. Um, it's not just sitting there with a book and telling them a story. They get involved. So we're learning about a missionary family that serves in Chicago, the Windy City. And then we usually say our GA motto. Does anybody know it? It's go forward. That's my kids always do that. Go forward. Do you know who said go forward? Ms. Annie Armstrong, as she was writing letters, it was a motto that she included uh, as she was seeking support for missionaries. And then we say our GA pledge and our GA lifestyle first. Anybody know that? I say the pledge really well because I, I I like the motions. My my kids have created the motions, not just mine, the the kids that I teach every week. So we've done this for for years. As a GA, I will do my best to live a missions lifestyle that honors God by learning about missions, praying for missions, giving to missions, doing missions, and participating in the work of the church. So this is my secret. And then um, most years we talk about that at the beginning of the year and we make, the kids make the poster. I write out the verse and then they draw what each of those mean. Because we don't want them to just say the word, we want them to know what it means. And then the lifestyle verse is Micah 6, 8. The Lord has shown you what is good. He has told you what he requires of you. You must treat people fairly. You must love others faithfully. And you must be very careful to live the way your God wants you to. And mine usually say, very careful. Usually wag their fingers. Um, but there's something to saying it sounds old-fashioned to say something every week. But there's something to saying it every week. It's written on their hearts very well. Just like our church sings the doxology. And the smallest child can sing that, can participate. So, and even my, my newest girls who have not been involved in theaters very long can pick up those pretty quickly. So, that was one physical activity. I have one other physical activity. As we share the story about the missionaries this month, now, our Zachariah took away notes. I keep, I keep notes just in case. Please all stand up and get in a circle. There are younger and older girls' activities in the book. So you can choose if you're going to do I, I go with the average most of the time. And most of the time I have more older girls than younger girls. It's about to change a little bit. Um, but sometimes I take an activity from the younger ones and an activity from the older ones. And that's what I'm going to do with y'all. Um, also, because I know my girls well, sometimes there will be something that requires them to act. And I have, I have some who, who just freeze up whenever they're asked to, to say anything in front of anybody. So I just avoid those activities whenever I have those kind of girls. Alright, so I'm going to give you this ball. And technically I'm going to take myself out of the circle. I'm going to tell you the story of our missionaries this month, and every time I say the word see, you're going to toss the ball underhand to somebody else in the circle. Oh, and I, and I failed to do this. Does anybody know why I'm not using the baseball? There's not one, but there are two professional baseball teams in Chicago. Do you know what they are? There's football team. Cubs. Cubs and White Sox. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. 
If you take a walk in your neighborhood, what might you see? If you take a walk in a neighborhood in Chicago called Garfield Park, you might see people who are poor. You might see people who don't have jobs. You might see people making poor lifestyle choices. You might see gangs and people fighting. You might see teenagers who have dropped out of high school. You might see children wandering the streets and never watching them. You might see buildings and homes that are run down and empty. You might see people who are sad and have no hope. But God gave Jamie and Andrea Thompson a new vision for Garfield Park. He gave them the eyes of Jesus so that they might see things differently. Jamie looked at the church as, as an opportunity to bring hope to people in the community. He says that loving people takes time and work. If you took a walk through Reborn Community Church, the church of Faith Linden, what would you see? You would see people learning skills to help them get jobs. You would see people taking classes to learn how to manage their money and control their anger. You would see children and youth who have a loving and safe place to spend time after school. You would see children working with a tutor to help them do well in school. You would see people who have hope through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You would see a place where love works. Thank you. Y'all did great. Now, if you have a big class, of course, they don't get to throw the ball quite as much, but that's one way they're able to be physically involved. Uh, I also, part of your kids would be to be able to see the missionaries on it. So this last week, you don't want to know who we're talking about. This is Jamie and Andrea Thompson. And y'all are going to take home something that you can use to pray for them. I'm remind you to pray for them. Nowadays, people take pictures all the time with their phone. So I'm going to give you a phone. And I want you to think about your community and the way you might see it through the eyes of Jesus, how it can be different. Think of something that you would like to change in your community. I'll set these here and I've got another box too. You can change something about your community. What would it be? active, but some girls really like to get crafty and draw. In fact, my old daughter was drawing. I asked her to draw something Wednesday night, and then she didn't want to stop. We just kept on and on and on. A horse being drawn as I was teaching a lesson. Think about what you would see in your I would also be using this time to remind the kids that 
of our Bible story that we learned at the beginning of the month. We studied Nehemiah and how he was rebuilding the walls of his city, Jerusalem. He wanted to rebuild the wall and make it a safe place for the Israelites. Jamie and Andrea Thompson also have a vision to change things. They want to make Garfield Park a safe place to live. Now, not everything that you want to teach girls is in the book, of course, but they also did an activity where they learned how the Thompsons met each other, and they met in church. So I use that as an opportunity to talk about that's a wonderful place to meet a godly man whenever you grow up, because you only want to marry a man that's godly and your spiritual leader. That's a a big concept to share with them it's important to go ahead and get them thinking about it i'll tell you too when we're studying lottie moon at christmas time i also talk about that because that's not usually a story that's shared from her life but she was engaged to a man in a time when you really needed to marry a man um, and she whenever he began to have some theological beliefs that she didn't feel lined up God's word, she broke off that engagement. That was a huge thing for her to do, and then look how God used her. So I always take those times to, to share what's not in our curriculum. It's important for them to know. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you some interesting things about Chicago while y'all are finishing that up, too. There's a video, oftentimes, where you can, uh, I just have the girls gather around my phone or around a tablet. I don't know if we just show them what's on there. But they follow them over the area in Garfield Park. They show a man whose life has changed because of the work that the Thompsons did with their church, the Reborn Community Church. Uh, they began uh, redoing apartments and making them into places that people could afford to live but were nice safe um, but Chicago is the third largest city in the United States and my my GA assistant she was over there verifying the answers for all this stuff is always in the back of the book she was googling it to make sure we knew we were answering correctly the Chi-town is also a nickname not just the mini city uh, the downtown Chicago area is often called I think it's called the loop the loop and Chicago is known for what food we're not too hungry, so it may not be on the line right now because we were at lunch. Deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza. I was thinking hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> they do hot dogs too. Hot dogs. And there is lots of cooking involved in GAs and RAs. Actually, the RAs and GAs are getting together this Wednesday night, um, and we're going to have Chicago style hot dogs. But the pizza is what I think about. I have a friend, who, and I tell them about uh, Uncle Tip, is what we call him. He's a friend of ours who ran a marathon, Chicago Marathon is a big deal, and he ran it and he celebrated by eating meat fish pizza. Anyway, there's just all kinds of just fun facts about the place that they're learning about too. And then we pray for our missionary kid. So that's show, show them that, Lauren. Mm -hmm. The missionary kid? Yeah, just the missionary kids. Hey. I think in some of the stuff like creating experiences for girls to experience their story in Christ, mm -hmm. 
as they see that these kids yes. are telling the story of Jesus, they begin asking, well, why can't we do that? And and mine love hearing, uh, they have the same interests. They sound just like me. They're normal people. They're normal kids. So, um, and then, of course, it's not for Some of them have email addresses that you can email them. Some of them have their address, this one. No, there's not an address in this one. Sometimes it'll be an address that they can write letters. So it's lots of fun. Okay, so that I talked about the curriculum of GAs, but there's also other things that you can pull in. Uh, the last session I set in was Tell the Story, and Zachariah from National Dota News, he's the RA guy, is what I call him, shared about um, Bible storing cloth. And we just, I keep every time, anytime we're talking about a people group, that has an oral tradition or that they do not have a written copy of God's Word. Um, this is often something that missionaries will use to share the, the stories that we find in Scripture with them. And um, you can order a whole set that's got a, a binder with stories, tells you what each picture is and all. It also comes with a really basic um, instructions on what each story is. That's all that we have. But it's so much fun. I've done it for an associational event where we would pick a story and tell it. The girls would pick a story and tell it. Um, that's just an extra thing you can get. Missionary biographies, if you're wanting to incorporate it, if you're not teaching GAs, that's one way that you can incorporate missions education is read the story of Lottie Moon. Um, or I really old ones, some churches are clearing out their libraries and you can find these old ones. There's still excellent stories about real missionaries and how God called them to the mission field or look for them on Amazon to get them cheap. And they, these especially are not long. And so you if you have an extra 10 minutes at the end of class, you can begin a chapter book and pick it up at the end of the next class. Um, another thing that I found in our library being cleaned out was children's games for many lands. So if I want to add something to a lesson, or maybe I don't like the activity that's in the lesson, I can pull up a game from that country that we're studying. I also use this with an associational uh, activity, where, and I'm in this association. What we did is we were studying refugees. So I found the top countries that we're receiving refugees in Clarkston, and we, I found games from those top three countries and played them. Um, but we also live in a day and age where we have Pinterest, and you can look up things like that to, to add to it. So those are the weekly experiences, ways that you can kind of jazz up lessons or use them, add them to what you're doing. All right. Um, monthly experiences. Okay, the fourth week of the month, I told you, I think, maybe not. I know I said the second and third weeks or missions focus, but the fourth week of the month is mission projects or GA journey. So every month there's going to be a new missions project or two listed in the, the fourth week in your curriculum and you've got, we're, we're always looking for new ideas. You'll have an idea every single month. You want to plan ahead, maybe six weeks out is not too early even to get out for mission slips if you're taking kids off site or 
if you're gathering up items that you're giving to a missionary or something like that, then you might want to go ahead and start gathering those things up. Um, I do like to do GA journey. I did mission adventures whenever I was a GA, um, but you might remember a time when your church did the patches for completing each one. There are a bunch of patches that you can work on that are not related to GA Journey even. But GA Journey, the reason I do it is because it covers the basics of the Christian life. It is discipleship. Basics of discipleship. I am a GA, so that's what GA is about. It might even be something like writing a letter to invite somebody in GAs. Our girls did that and it was great. They wrote a letter to one girl in our church who had been coming to Sunday school and to worship with her family, but she was never coming on Wednesday nights. And they all automatically thought she should be in GAs with us. They wrote letters and the next week she came and it was like, this Lord, she came. They were trying to be quiet about it because she's here. I'm like, I know, that's why we did it. It works. Um, but that's one kind of activity. I do missions. Obviously, that's doing a missions project of some sort. I give, and you get to teach them about tithing. Uh, you can teach them about the father program and where the money goes. Um, I help missionaries that, again, might be taking up something to help a missionary or praying for a particular request or writing a letter to missionary. I can pray for them um, to encourage them. I learn the Bible. There's many activities you can do with that, but one of my favorites is that I have the older women. I get enough that they can partner up with my GAs, and they go one-on-one. -on -one. Everybody's in the fellowship hall together, and they break off separately, and they have one-on-one -on -one time where the older woman tells her favorite passage of Scripture, shares it, why it's her favorite, and how she does her Bible study, and how that's impacted her life. Um, and then I, those women really get into it. I, I love the pictures that I have from it that I've given them as gifts, surely for doing it. Because it's, it's really beautiful. And some of those ladies have passed away now have this special experience. Um, they will go above and beyond. I, I'll ask them that they bring their Bible and share their favorite passage. But they very often will bring in, like, Gideon's enough for everybody to have a Bible. Or um, we'll make something crafty with a little piece of candy on it. That's nothing that I ask for. They just do it because they want to love on the girls. It's a really fun project. But you, I don't do that every year. That's every year we do. And then um, I pray. So we learn about the importance of prayer time and where we can pray that it doesn't have to just be with our eyes closed. We may have a prayer experience. Um, Karen does a really good job talking about uh, experiences you can set up, stations they can go and pray at. You, we often get to have those experiences whenever we go to some of our yearly events that I'll talk about later. Um, but also just like playing some worship music and letting them paint with watercolors and be talking to the Lord during that time, having some quiet time that's not maybe not still the way that we always think of prayer. I serve my church. There are tons of things you can do in that area, but that's act, Christians should be actively involved in the work of their church. So we do all kinds of things with that. I've had them prepare for BBS. We've watched the church band. Uh, People are not crazy about having that job. And we've handled that for them before the ladies have taken it on a W trip. Um, I've also had them clean the nursery. They pray for their pastor and do a big poster on his door. You know, some, something about how they love their pastor. Um, I tell about Jesus, and this is where they actually learn about sharing their 
their story. In fact, they're, one of the activities is them retelling their favorite Bible story. Some girls don't know what their favorite Bible story is. They're not as familiar with the word as others. They're teaching themselves as they're learning how to teach others. So those are all, to me, very much the basics of the Christian life. I mean, if you you could even go to, and I pray, you could teach about fasting. I mean, you can, all the basics of Christian life, discipleship, can happen in GA journey. It's not something that you necessarily want to start the first year that you bring GAs back into a church, but it's something to think about for maybe the next year after that. Um, and you only have to have one GA journey book for yourself, but then for each girl, they get their own book. They're $5 a piece. It's not like a huge investment. But after you do the activity, they write in it. Uh, their experiences, they have special little things, activities for each one. And then you sign off on it they completed it. Sometimes I've sent those things home. I've really only ventured into that this year, sending them home, letting them do some homework with it. But if you know your girls, it might work for them. So that is, those are the monthly experiences. Now yearly experiences, um, I always take my girls in our picture her wanting to fall, but I always take my girls to Camp Pinnacle. Um, I told you that I work at Camp Levita in South Carolina. I also went there as a camper, and it had such an impact on my life that I wanted to make sure my girls went to missions camp. Whether or not our church did it, I was going to make sure my own went. And it had been probably at least 10 years since anybody from Olive Branch had been to Pinnacle. And a lot had changed in that time. I, for one, it's, you know, the old cabins anymore. It's, it's air-conditioned, nice and shiny and new and clean. Um, but I wanted my girls to have the opportunity to meet missionaries. Even whenever, what we did, the way we introduced it again, is we went to mother-daughter camp. I took my oldest daughter and another woman took her daughter, so it's just four of us, not a big deal, but that's how we reintroduced Camp Pinnacle to Olive Branch. And we just had a great time. And it just so happens, I mean, you can't plan this for everybody, but the missionaries sat at our table for breakfast. So we have personal conversations with the missionaries. And the girls get to see, when they go week long, they get to see those missionaries. And if God called them, maybe he called me too. Um, also for the mother-daughter experience, I think it's a good time for having one-on-one Bible study time together. When they go week long, it's kind of an opportunity for them to begin to take ownership of their own Christian walk because I, in my home, we are studying scripture together and I'm reminding them of what we're learning. But they have their own time and they can begin to feel the conviction in me because they're learning it from other people and not just from me. I love the, I call them girls, but it's young women that are the staffer at Pinnacle. I've been able to have some great relationships over the years with them because many of them do return again because they love it so much and they love working with girls so much. But I've never known another camp that worked so hard at keeping a relationship going like they, they do a birthday card that goes out at the right time for their, their month. And I know that's something they work on ahead of time but it's so great girls get excited when they have that in the mail but also there have been girls that have kept up a relationship with my children by writing letters all, I mean on and on for years and that's so great because it's not just me 
somebody else. And they may need to, there are times I'm sure I frustrate them and I want them to have a safe place, somebody who's gonna say, your mother loves you. You need to love and honor and obey her. You know, it's a safe place to begin to let go and build other relationships. But it's so much fun. They get to be as a GA leader now, other than being a mom, as a GA leader, I can't provide some of the missions experiences that they do there. There is an immersion of the culture. For example, one year they learned about missionaries in Mozambique. I can't do what they did. They had a Mozambican hut. I can't build that for a one month experience. And they would go and they learned how life was in Mozambique or is in Mozambique. They'd go and get water from the lake and carry it on their head in bowls like the children in do. Um, so you see them doing that here, I think. And then uh, it's this, I'll show you after if you want to see. Here are a couple of my GAs, and that's my daughter Lottie. Um, they've been going a long time. There are, of course, all the normal camp activities, the activities that happen there archery, and kayaking, and pottery, and hiking up Pinnacle Mountain. And that's a huge thing because so many kids don't get off to do that. Kids in, now I'm talking to the South Georgians. It's a long way, and I have girls who have never been to the mountains. I had one to go to camp this summer and had never been. That was a huge deal, um, and it's a beautiful place. It is owned by Georgia Government, in case you know, the Pinnacle Retreat Center. You have a handout in your packet with the 2020 date in it that you can look at. Um, Color Wars is another huge thing in worship investment. Um, there's my body again out there. And then Karen's got a video for us. Just you just click it. Okay. Welcome to Camp Pinnacle, Georgia's only mission-focused camp for girls. Learning about missions is a huge part of who we are, and every summer we focus on a different country and how missionaries are furthering God's kingdom to the ends of the earth. Our campers get to choose from a variety of camptivities to do throughout the week. These include kayaks, archery, pottery, arts and crafts, pool games, low ropes, sign language, and the hike to Pinnacle Mountain. Prepare to battle the other units in cabins in Color Wars, where blue, green, and red teams compete to see who can win the most points in most awards. There's nothing wrong with a little healthy competition. Here at Camp Pinnacle, we create an environment where girls can experience God. So register today. Other thing I would say about Camp Pinnacle, it's great that it is only girls. Um, we have a great camp for boys at Camp Kaleo. It's great that they can, they're, they wouldn't act the same way if they were around boys. There's a lot of that concealing and also their hearts just being open and being able to talk about deeper things when they're not around the opposite gender. So that's a yearly experience. Another yearly experience that I have is Children's Ministry Day which we'll be having in February, um, February every year. And they, this year there are six locations. So you don't have to go far to have a really fun experience. And that is boys and girls. Uh, so you can get the men in your church to come help you chaperone those boys, Lord willing. My husband loves it. Um, 
but that's it's a an opportunity to do a missions project so you go off-site from where you gather at the other group go off-site and do a missions activity you meet missionaries you make something that you can take home and use to share the gospel so the kids have that takeaway um so and it's usually 15 or 20 dollars just depending it's really great you get a chick-fil-a box lunch so usually and uh then that covers all of the missionaries being there and the things that they carry on the craft it's really good i encourage that we do that every year if that seems like a lot of money you can budget it into your church budget that we usually ask our kids to bring five dollars and we cover the rest of it because when they have to give you some money that usually ties them into not dropping on you last minute they've committed something if you do that so those are our yearly experiences and then on the back we have the personal experiences um you know that it is not just a weekly teaching session like that opens the door and that is where you'll do um, the vast majority of your teaching but you're really learning uh, you're loving the girls and you're going to want to know what's going on in their life you might end up finding yourself at softball games or birthday parties and if, even if you can't go to all of them just acknowledging that is really helpful in building that relationship and showing them that you love them i seek mine out on sundays when they're there on sunday mornings i try to find them and give them a hug and uh, compliment them and, and what i see them doing or what i see them wearing another uh, personal thing that i like to share is first or sixth grade is such a really good time most likely even if it isn't in gas if the girls are going to become christians we know that most people become christian when they're 12 years old and then of course people do after that but it's just you have a higher likelihood whenever you're a child um so if they become a christian you can get this for them this is not a wvu material uh, you can order it from lifeway i'm a christian now uh, they make a memory box they do these activities and it's daily for a month something to do and the uh, scripture to look at and read together and uh, on the weekends it's a shorter activity just takes a few minutes but they gather mementos from the time that they become christian like pictures of them being baptized and uh, you might put it just in a box make a memory box their first communion cup take a cup and write the date on it and put that in the box they write their story of how they became a christian and some of it you may not even I, I with my own children i learned things through them writing their own salvation story because i saw what they shared with me but there was more to it than that like my oldest daughter when she became a christian she would we would have a bible story before bed and we would pray and then she'd lay down in bed and we had the stars on the ceiling and she'd be looking up at them and the lord was speaking to her heart while she was looking up at the stars they weren't even those weren't even the real stars that god made and he was still using that time to speak to her heart right after we had prayed with her um the uh, my other daughter was just my second daughter was just really a rambunctious toddler and uh four or five years old she was just really she was she wasn't bad but she found a way to get into trouble all the time and uh, like she would tell that she was very grouchy in her personality even. 
we went to the ocean for the first time when she was 18 months old, um, just before we moved here. And she was she was saying no to the water. I mean, she she's very comfortable with telling people no. And uh, but she was adamant, like she knew her lostness because she got in trouble all the time. She she knew she needed to be saved, and she was pursuing us. It wasn't that we were saying you need to be saved, you know? She came to us saying, I I want to be saved. I I'm a sinner, and uh, so those are all things that they shared in their story. And put it in, in an envelope and put it in the box. And then, you know, when it, we sometimes think the children, uh, they might forget this. And they don't really understand what they're doing. And I can honestly say that as a teenager, they may question, I was just a kid, I didn't, you know. Well, looking at that and hearing the story can be some confirmation. Seeing that, um, that rock, that stone of remembrance when they were baptized that communion cup that helps them remember that commitment that they made and keep it as they go on. Um, they also will write a letter to themselves, their future self, about what they ought to be doing. My kids think that's not as helpful a one instead of, they're like, oh, I didn't tell myself anything. But anyway, I think this is a really good resource. You may give this to children whose parents can't do it with them, but you can do it with them. And it might take longer than the month, but you can do it with them. Um, at least make it a resource that you can give out whenever children are baptized in the church. And like I say, it may not be in GAs. It may be in Vacation Bible School. And you, as the weekly leader, may be the one who, even though you don't teach them in BBS, may still be the one that leads them to the Lord. I, my husband, he will ask me um, whenever he does the gospel presentation and their children are interested. He talks to the BBS worker about what they've been seeing that week. And then also to me. And he says, you know her. Would you like to have a conversation with her? Would you like to pray with her? And sometimes, because I know her, when I go and have the conversation, I have a discernment that says, maybe she isn't ready yet after all. But, you know, most of the time I can say, yes, she has been showing interest for a long time in GAs. Um, and I get to be the one that leads her to the Lord. Um, so those are the personal, personal experiences. Um, and like I say, it doesn't have to be, doesn't just have to be this curriculum. doesn't have to be, uh, you can do your own things. For example, GA Journey a few weeks ago, I felt like we had done everything in our study of the Bible. I felt like, I'm like, oh, we did something like that really similarly last year. And so I just decided we were going to do stations. We were going to learn different ways to memorize scripture and meet different learning styles in it. So I, I just looked online, Googled, like scripture memory, and I put together five different stations, and then I put in a box a number for each station, and the girls drew a number from it, and they went to that station and did it by themselves. It was all stuff, they didn't have to have a leader standing there with them. And then they did it a second time, came and drew a number and went to a different station. And then the third time, I let them choose whichever station they wanted to go to. So if there was something they they didn't draw that they really wanted to do, they had to do. It was stuff like writing the verse. You know, they really get into the beautiful handwriting thing now. The older girls like doing that. That was one thing. So they made a big, beautiful poster to take on that. Finger painting it. Um, the uh, shaving cream. Put it all over the table and let them write the Bible verse in it. We did, uh, for the auditory, reading it aloud together, putting the verse in order, very common thing too, and then uh, writing the verse in sidewalk talk, 
and actually the scripture that I chose was really appropriate for the beginning of the school year, so it wasn't just there for them to memorize the scripture, it was there for all these other kids to help them as they got ready for the school year. So those are some of my ideas. Um, I don't know where y'all are planning on putting it. How, I love that you do mission friends in the summer. Um, I think that's a really great idea. Our church does all of our missions education all summer long. And we had some really great lessons this summer. Uh, and I was just thinking, oh, it's perfect. Like, there was one for 4th of July, y'all, that got my heart and spirit of worship for 4th of July. It was, we were learning about persecution. We learned about Stephen, first martyr. And then we learned about modern day martyrs. And we wrote letters to two martyrs. Um, it was Iraq and an African country um, that we were able to send to these, these Christians that had been in jail for a very long time for what they believed. That was the Wednesday night, July 3rd, and I was ready for praising God for my freedom to worship on 4th of July. Just really good stuff that still goes on in the summertime. And a uh, great thing about what we have, too, there with GA Journey, it, it's eight months of activities. So if you don't, or don't have a space or crowd in the summertime, and still get it all done in the summer. Have any other questions or thoughts about how you might want to incorporate it? Well, we're doing the duties about the clubs yes. at the school, and that was why I wanted to come in here and see what ideas you might have to use. Yeah. So, in teaching, I'll be, I'm going to be leaving the teachers for one of the home groups. So, yeah. Well, um, what's the word we have? Because I know Marla. Marla, um, that's a great school. Um, do you have flexibility in what you can do, or do you have a certain curriculum you have to follow? Um, this is my first year. Um, Patrick has a, we'll have curriculum, just like she's got the GAs and that, that we'll be going by. I mean, he's already got it, so he's supposed to get into this this week, so. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And it gives you a one on one time. Like Patrick's going to teach the lesson, and then, like, uh, we'll break it on two groups. And, like, we'll have a group of girls who will go through the story and kind of do one on one. You know, like, I plan to, I'm not one to stand up and teach. I've never, I get nervous, like, getting up and telling that story. Right. Made me nervous. Now, if I was sitting down with the girls, yeah. I would be just completely yes. at ease yeah. being able to tell the story. But it's great, though. Yeah. But we'll be able to actually get down <laughs> with the girls and have one on one time, you know, review the story, see where they're at, you know, kind of get some what's going on with them and that kind of thing. So. Well, the sharing from your heart is going to be, and it is easier yeah. with kids, I think, than with adults, not being well, anytime I teach, because I upload women, you know, I taught Sunday school class yeah. and that for the women, but I never stood up. I yeah. always sat at the table with the women. Yeah. I, I just feel more comfortable that, you know, for teaching. That's just me. Yeah. yeah. But I'm excited about what we've got to do this yeah. year. So. How many, is it one day a week? Yes, it's one day a week. We go Thursday, and I think he could be a 40 kid. Karen, I'm going to share with you 
about the video aspect of it is That's a good, that's a 10 minute kind of thing. And I'm just like, one of the things that, like you might not be able to start GA or RA or CA, but if you're working with kids, helping them in their own relationship with Jesus, make connection to Christians worldwide, or to just be thinking about what God's doing around the world. Zachariah, when he was here, mentioned that they're producing a short video each month of different places around the world where our missionaries are, and it's going to be free. So we can connect you to that website. It's going to be off of WMU.com. But there's also, like, if you can't get the curriculum, but you're like, during Children's Church, or when we have, um, maybe you have Awana, and, you know, you're wanting to add a little element of missions to it, then there's things that you can get even off the internet that supports our Southern Baptist missionaries that this is just a lost art in yeah. our I mean use that term in our church. I mean like our you know, I I went through this growing up. I mean like it's not I mean they did it, you know, for, well you know, you see it in BBS it seems like, you know, the curriculum always have like a missionary each weekend but it's not in the curriculum that we use now. So I mean it's you know, I don't know, it's and you know, and Annie Armstrong, and that's kind of it. And they don't really, I don't know, I don't feel like our kids are getting that in our church. Like, they're not getting the, the mission piece. Well, when Barbara says in our, our, our Lifeway curriculum has a mission uh, you know, rotation, we have some ideas that our church, and she just, when we have the gathered, the worship rally, and everybody's together, we just go ahead and let them stay in there the mission segment and it's really great because this year they were learning about missionaries in Mozambique. She called my girls, she she had seen them wearing the Mozambique shirt and said, Hey y'all wear that the first day of BBS and she happened to share about what they need. Um so it's out there, you just might have to ask. And I mean I don't do so, our children's ministry so I might be there, maybe they're just not using it. Yeah. I was gonna say when our good as well we have a missions once a month. Oh, good. And I'm gonna. That's one of the things I'm gonna be doing is yeah. I'm hoping I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen the curriculum yet. But I've been several places out of country, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that maybe there's something I can kind of tie in because I have different things at home. Right. And I was oh, on yeah. missions that I can kind of bring it even closer. Oh yeah. For them. So. Yeah, I, that's, there have been even articles of clothing that I had from we studied uh, Cincinnati and Greater Cincinnati. I happen to have a hat for graders. Um, just even little things like that to say this is something I have to place. I think just the opportunity like, to help them realize that what the missionaries are doing are telling their own story of how they, of, of redemption. Maybe we don't use the word redemption with kids, but their own story of coming to faith in Christ, but also that they're sharing the message of mission they're sharing the message of Jesus. So, I mean, part of helping girls experience their story is once they are saved, to tell that story and to tell the story of Jesus because in telling the story, then people have an opportunity to respond. But if we never tell the story or tell the message of missions and share the gospel, then we limit the, you know, the opportunities for people to be convicted by the Spirit because we're not sharing the message. I was going to close with a few more stories. Um, these are people that I know who grew up in CA's and 19s, and 
God's called him to do other things. Um, this is Brooke. She served as a missionary in Honduras. I went to college with Brooke. Since I was a GA in that team. I believe this was an important part of my upbringing because it taught me to think of others and gave us multiple opportunities to serve others as well. It was also a time to bring exposure to what others were doing for the Lord around the world. I believe that this exposure at a young age helped to lay a foundation of a lifetime of service to the Lord and mission. Uh, Joy says, when I look back on my calling to ministry and to living a life devoted to Jesus Christ and His will, I can pinpoint that calling to a specific night in my GA class. My teacher was sharing a story about a missionary overseas. And I remember realizing and knowing that very night that God was placing a call on my life to serve Him. I knew I was set apart for something, even though as a six or seven year old little girl, I could not fully comprehend what all of that meant. But it was through studying missions and GAs that I began to understand God as a global being. I learned that He was at work all over the world, not just in my little piece of South Carolina. I love coming to GAs and hearing stories of missionaries. I love learning about different cultures overseas and even in the U.S. I loved praying for missionaries. I loved learning to serve. GAs was the catalyst that started me on the journey of surrendering my life and confidence to God. And Joy uses GA curriculum in her homeschool. She has four girls. And then one more. This is JC. One of my children is named for her. She was a missionary in Central Asia for eight years where it was a close country. So God used GAs to expand my view and understanding of God himself, of his big world and those he created, and of the command to go and make disciples all over God's big world. Having the opportunity to read stories of workers, to pray for them, and to listen to them speak was used in my heart to lead me to obedience to God. This path eventually led to living overseas. I still look back with fondness and thankfulness for the exposure I was given to missions and those in need of hearing the truth. The instruction to serve and obey and the lessons and verses given in my heart as a GA. Let me pray with y'all. I'm just trusting the honor to get to, you know, if it's, if it's once a month that you can bring in food from a foreign country and make it something real to them, get to tell them about a missionary and how we need to be a part of the faithfulness too. You know, I trust that God, thank you so much for these ladies. Thank you for sending your son Jesus for leading us in your story for adoptions and daughters. God, I pray that you would just use the work of this time that they'll be able to share with your girls and children. They'll be able to love on them. They'll be able to teach them about missions work and how you have a place for them, whether it's here or it's overseas or it's in the alcohol where we have been there. Have the boss I pray that you do each of these ladies a future missionary, pastor, or pastor's wife. Let them have freedom in the work, even if it's here from down the road. Thank you for all you've done. I pray that you would bless them.